Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 27 for Wednesday, November 15th, 2017. Welcome, my listeners. Welcome back. Welcome, new listeners. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys about, uh, you know, the shows I did last week, how my week was, what's coming up this week, some bullshit source meetings I had with my crappy day job, <laughs> and um, and I do have a bit of a, a sad note to share um i just want to get this uh, out of the way early right just bring the show down right from the top and then uh, move forward um myself and the uh the the beautiful the wonderful uh crystal are no longer a uh couple um i, I don't want to get into it too much guys but um, um everything is is amicable um, but for the time being, um, the lady and myself have been, uh, you know, we've been working on some stuff for a while. Um, I, I sort of bear everything to you guys in terms of what's going on with me personally and the kind of shit that I'm going through and whatnot. But, um, when it comes to the relationship, uh, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't shared everything only because it's not, uh, it's not just mine to share. Um, so for what it's worth, it's, it's not really out of the blue, um, I love her very much. She loves me very much, but, uh, there's some things that, that, uh, need work and it's not always easy to do that when you're in a relationship. Um, I, I, I don't even know how to structure it properly. All I can say is that, um, uh, I miss her. I love her. Uh, she listens to the podcast as well. So, uh, if she hears this, just know that I'm thinking of you and everything. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, obviously with, um, with breakups guys, it's, it's not easy to just, you know, keep talking and treating everything like it, it is normally. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm still getting over my cold from last week. Um, but yeah, so as it stands right now, um, Crystal and I are, are not together. Um, this is the longest I've gone in years without, uh, without talking to her. Um, I really will try to make this a, a very short segment as it's even something that I, I don't really want to talk about or, or, you know, think about right now. I just still processing it, still mourning it, still feeling it very deeply. Um, I didn't prepare anything for it. It's not like I sat here and just all right, write all my feelings down. Um, what can I say? Um, it's, it's, uh, no, nobody's life comes with an instruction manual. Um, again, this is, this is personal stuff for the two of us. So it's not my position to, to really talk about what's going on. I, I do just want to say like nobody fucking cheated or beat at anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, uh, it's not shit like that. Um, crystal, uh, you know, uh, is my best friend. Um, and I just, I do have to say that, uh, I, I want to share just some food for thought. I know that there's a million comedians that joke about how like, Hey, anybody here think your wife's your best friend? Like, Haha, what fucking idiot thinks your wife? You're like, I get the jokes, but I got to say that, that your partner, the person that's, uh, you know, your wife, your girlfriend really should be your best friend. Um, and, and very likely is, you know, cause that's the person that, that, you know, cares for you every day is there for you every day that, you know, if you have something, if you have a bad day, they're there for you every single time. Um, you know, we all have arguments and stuff like that, but, uh, don't take the person that you care about the most for, for granted. Again, I'm not alluding to anything. I'm just saying, um, if there's shit that needs work, um, 
you know, a lot of us sometimes can take work in the relationship and go, uh, well, I don't quite know what to do about it. And, you know, there's always tomorrow or, or, you know, I can figure that out later and we're, you know, yeah, you know, we're, we're having a rough spell, but Hey, who doesn't yada yada. Try not to, to dismiss the important shit. If there's, if there's a place where you can put some effort into your relationship, do that. Um, you know, uh, what can I say? I mean, we're all, uh, we're all trying to, make the most of this life of ours. Right. So for what it's worth, um, crystal, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm all over the fucking map. I don't even know what this sounds like guys. I'm sort of just, uh, it, it gets a little foggy when I try to think about the whole thing, to be honest with you. But, um, crystal and I are, are looking forward to at, you know, at some point, uh, working on a friendship. Um, we, we were friends. We care about each other. Uh, there was no anger or anything like that in the, uh, the overall decision. It's just, uh, it's very different not having her there every day. You know what I mean? As, as I'm, I'm sure it is for, for her not having me probably a lot quieter for her, a lot less, uh, fast talking and rambling about nothing. But, uh, but her not being around is, uh, is very different for me. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really all I can, I can say about it right now, guys is, uh, is we're both, uh, we could both got some, uh, some personal stuff to work on. Like I said, there's no hatred. Um, it's just, uh, it's just tough for, for, uh, for us to be together right now. So, um, it's, uh, and rather than just trying to continue in a direction that's, uh, that was unhealthy, not really working out for either one of us, we've decided to, uh, to see what we can do on our own. And of course, yeah, like I said before, you can't just, uh, you can't just break up and then pretend, well, we're not together, but let's hang out every, every day and talk to each other every day. Like the, the feelings are still there. That's what I'm saying. It was nothing, uh, nothing horrible. It's just, it's hard to, uh, to try to shake things up and make changes when, when you're still in the same routine. So anyways, so that's, that's a huge piece of, uh, of news to share. I have to be honest with you guys. Um, last week's podcast, when I was recording, uh, it was looking like that's where, where things were, were going to end up. Um, I didn't really bring it up or anything like that because I didn't want to, uh, it's one of those, like, I didn't want to make it real. You know what I mean? Don't give it a, don't give it a name, you know? So anyways, um, been definitely processing that last week and this week. And, uh, like I said, it's, it's different, it's different, but I, I've been, uh, I don't know, you know, the universe is funny. Um, this week I've had a lot of friends reaching out to me. It's not, it's not something I've, I've talked about. I've told very few people. Um, I've only ever mentioned anything to anybody that I felt was, was absolutely necessary, necessary to just avoid awkward situations and whatnot. Like I said, it's fresh for me. I'm, uh, I'm a big sensitive fuck. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, how I've been telling you guys for a long time that, you know, I feel like I've just needed to cry. And when I do, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I thought I meant that the crying was going to be just fucking bad. I didn't realize that it was just going to be a bad situation that, that sort of brought it out of me. But, um, anyways, um, yeah. So like I said, I, I got lucky. The, the universe sort of just out of nowhere, I had friends that were sort of reaching out like, Hey man, you know, haven't seen you in a while. And I know you've got some goals you want to work on. And it's great to hear that your, you know, your doctor's appointment went well and you're able to do stuff. So, you know, I just wanted you to know that if you want to get together and go for workouts or something like that, or just, you know, hang out like, and again, this was not as a result of anyone knowing about Crystal. Like these are people who didn't know that we had broken up. It was just, um, just good people that I have in my life reaching out, you know, friends and, and family, um, so I, I've been really lucky 
I've been really lucky. And I just want to say thank you to all the, the great people in my life. Um, all of you, you know, everyone who listens to this podcast, I already think you're a wonderful person. The fact that any part of you gives a shit about what I'm saying, uh, still amazes me. Um, but please know that there, I have just an, an immense amount of gratitude for the fact that you guys are out there, um, you know, and reaching out, whether it's, you know, emails to the podcast, contact at one podcast.com or uh, Facebook messages or text messages or phone calls or whatever. Um, you guys are great. Holy shit. I have my own suicide hotlines that call me. <laughs> that would be a great service. Unfortunately, I don't need a suicide hotline. I'm, I'm lucky, but, uh, wouldn't that be great if just there was some sort of suicide service that just knew you needed that call just to call in the morning. Like I, I woke up to text messages from friends saying just, you know, Hey man, I, uh, I know you got this going on and that going on, but, um, you know, if you want to just, you know, try to figure something out, we can get together on a regular basis and just sort of hang out and spend time. Like I'd like that. I'm like, fuck, I just, I needed that kind of shit this week with everything that's happened. So, um, thank you again to, to everybody. Um, I was sick all last week. I recorded the podcast sick and I stayed sick until late in the week. <clears throat> so I really didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I played, uh, I, I watched some TV and played some video games whilst sick. And by that, I just mean, I played like a telltale version of Batman. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know what the fuck that means, uh, telltale is a game series. I, I played lots and lots of their games. I've even spoken about them before. It's basically just like watching a movie and every now and again, you pick a button deciding what you want the person to say. And every now and again, you'll flick the stick one way or the other to like avoid something in a video, but, but mostly you're just watching a movie. So I, uh, spent some time while I was sick doing that. Um, what else did I do? I'm still chugging along. I'm a few episodes behind in the walking dead. So I've been, you know, at times chugging along with that. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching, you know, if you're walking dead fans or if you guys have any, like, uh, what they call appointment television with everything being on demand, or you can buy series and stuff like that on, uh, iTunes. Uh, that's what crystal does. She actually will buy a show on iTunes. And then like a couple hours after it airs on regular television, she has it, uh, you know, on the Apple TV or whatever, it just logs into your account. And basically you buy the series in advance for like 40 bucks and then you just get every episode as it airs and then you own it forever. Um, and at first I remember thinking like, well, that's ridiculous. Why would you spend 40 bucks on an app, like a, a, you know, a season of something? Um, because you could just get like the, the TV station, like that's a lot cheaper. But when I did the math on it, when I thought of it actually, and Crystal was the one who pointed it out to me was, uh, like, if you think about it, like there was like two or three shows that we watched, like better call Saul, um, what is, uh, the walking dead. And then there was another one that she watches big bang theory. And that's like the only TV shows that she's like into. So she's like, I buy each se season for like 40 bucks. Um, I get them right when they air, I own them forever. And she says, and I don't have to pay TV. And she, and I said, well, yeah, but TV's like, you know, hundred bucks a month. You just paid 120. She's like, yeah, but you have to pay a hundred every single month. These shows are on for like six months as they air. So you're thinking about how much money you spend just to be able to watch like the few shows that you're interested in. Now, granted for some people, it makes more sense because there's a lot more shows, but just generally speaking, there's not many shows on television. You know, if you're, if you're a fan of that show, then just fucking buy that show. The rest of it, you can stream on Netflix or crave or something like that. Anyways, food for thought for anyone who's looking for a solution to watch, you know, if you don't want to buy a, a channel or a package. So that's another way they get you too, is that you buy a whole other TV package because of the one channel that you like that has like two shows on it. Well, uh, long run, you can just buy the, uh, the season, right. And then you own it forever digitally, you know, and you can access it from anything. Anyways, blah, 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 blue. 
uh, was watching shows. Um, the new season of family guy came out on Netflix and not that that's anything exciting at all, but let me tell you what a great fucking show to fall asleep to. <coughs> it's got so many fucking stupid jokes and premises. It's just a lot of chatter in the background to fall asleep to. I don't know. My throat's getting so fucking dry. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. I've got, I mean, keep drinking at first it was sounding like my throat was getting dry like i was getting real emotional which i am just it doesn't usually affect me verbally it's like three weeks in a row of just being sick every time i do the podcast not my tip toppiest it's like hey welcome to the one man podcast it's me it's josh i'm sick i'm gonna complain about something i'm gonna whine about something i'm gonna make a suggestion about something you're probably not interested in i'm gonna tell a bunch of stories and then you're gonna question why you listen every single week you know, I don't know if you guys do. Every time I talk to you guys about the show, you're like, oh, there's one that was really funny and I had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. And I go, what? I, I still cannot believe anything I've ever said has made anyone laugh. So again, thank you for you guys to listen. Uh, that doesn't even sound like words. Thank you for you guys to listen. Um, I appreciate it. So anyways, last week while I was sick, uh, the only time I had to leave the house was on Wednesday night. I had a show uh, downtown. It was for a group of kids. This was my understanding. Okay. I got an email saying that this was for a group of, I guess, like not necessarily protesters, but like an activism group that thinks that the cigarette packages in Canada shouldn't have pictures on them, like any pictures at all. Because we all know currently, and, and I don't know if any of my US listeners or people overseas know, but in Canada, every cigarette pack has its branding. And then I would say at least 30 to 40% of the package front has a Surgeon General warning with a picture of something super fucking disgusting to try to deter you from smoking. Uh, that doesn't work. People still smoke, but uh, it's there. Well, this group thinks that um, they, that the, the I guess the, uh, advertising the branding of the packages is what is uh, alluring they think that uh you know people kids kids see the packages and they go wow that looks pretty and they want it um i i don't understand that um they think that all the packages should be this weird brown green baby poop you know swampy foresty green brown color because then people won't want it you know as we all know, like cocaine, the fancier the bag it comes in, the more you want it. It's not the product itself. It's really just the packaging. You know what I mean? It's the, ugh, it's fucking stupid. And not to mention the fact that every single store in Canada that I'm aware of doesn't even display the cigarettes. They, they, they have to hide them behind these like little fucking flap drawer things. You know, they're like shutters and then you have to lift it up and look, look at it, but you, you can't see what it is until you ask for it you know another preventative thing you don't get to know the brands before you buy them so i mean that's that was my understanding of the show we're doing a show for people who want to change the packaging of cigarettes so they all look the same and you know even less advertising so fine i'm gonna do the show show up uh, at the uh the hotel where they're doing this they're having their their event and uh i remember walking into the room there was a guy on stage. So all these, these young people, um, anywhere from like 15 to like, you know, maybe 30, uh, all dressed in black and white t-shirts with little slogans that they had. I'm sorry. I can't remember any of them. And I walk into the, the back of the room while this one gentleman's on stage. He's the only one dressed differently. And he's talking about God and the Muslim prophets 
and I, I, I can't remember specifically if it was Muslim prophets, but he's talking about all sorts of different kinds of religion and, and uh, you know, God loves you and all this shit. And I'm going, what? And, and cigarette smoke did not come up once. Like nothing about all God and this and that. And I was listening going, what the fuck is this gig? Like, what the fuck is this organization? I thought it was like a smoking group or whatever. What the fuck is this? And then uh, Brendan McKeegan, my buddy and the other comic on the show shows up and he's like, what the fuck is this? And I go, I have no fucking idea what this is, you know? And the kids like every now and again would start snapping when he said something, which I know is like a poetry sort of thing that people do. They snap instead of clapping. Uh, I don't know why that is. Did I research it before the podcast? No, I fucking didn't. So feel free to send me emails and tell me how stupid I am and why didn't I research it? I don't fucking know. I know they do it at poetry. So they're doing this snapping thing. And I thought they were all just being pretentious little cocksuckers. <laughs> but uh, it, it, this guy just kept going and kept telling like stories and things that didn't really make sense. And I was still really sick and I was fevered and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I'm really not looking forward to this. This is like, I, 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 I'm not a religious comic, you know, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to relate to these people. I thought this was about cigarette smokes. Clearly nothing has come up. And then like maybe 10 minutes before we were supposed to go on, maybe five minutes before we were supposed to go on this woman, uh, from the, the, you know, the activist group or whatever comes up to me and she's like, are you guys the comedians? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, is there any way you guys can like liven this up or whatever? And I go, well, I'll try, you know? And, and she's like, just, you know, he's going a lot longer than he was supposed to. And I go, well, who, like, what is like, is he the organizer? He goes, no, like we hired someone for like spoken word entertainment da, da, da. and I was like, oh fuck, he's not from your organization. They go, no. And I go, oh, thank God. I go, so you guys aren't we're like a religious group. They go, no. And they go, oh, like I just, this was a huge sigh of relief. Like, okay. I thought he was the fucking guy in charge and running the show and God, this God, that I was so like, oh, like, I can't tell you guys, I mean, when you're standing in a room and you're like, okay, I'm going to give the speech after this guy talks about how Christ is the loving light or whatever. I'm not anti-religion, but like, it felt like a fucking curveball. I felt like I walked into the wrong show. So big relief. I look at Brendan and I go, so he's, he's not, they go, yeah, he's just spoken word. That's why they're doing all the snapping thing. It was for his fucking presentation or whatever, you know, spoken word, poetry, snippety, snap, snap, snappity. So we do the show. It went fine. It was, it was very, very short show, just myself and Brendan doing a, a few minutes each. Um, Brendan did great. Brendan just got back from, you know, performing overseas, like like literally had just landed, got in the car and head directly to this gig from a, a trip in London. So he'd been on the planes all day, whatever. And he did, he did outstanding. Never would have known that he was absolutely fucking exhausted. Um, I can't say I did amazing. I was still very, very sick. Um, I didn't bomb or anything like that. I just wasn't, I'm my own worst critic, but I wasn't happy with the performance. Um, I sort of chatted with them a little bit, but they were kids and they were, it was like, I, I don't even know how to describe it to you guys. Cause schools are like that too. When you do schools, they all have like their little cheers and stuff like that for frosh week. So you like say a word and then they all break into these songs and chants and stuff that they've, they've organized. But, um, you know, I did my job. I did my job. I got them warmed up. Brendan, uh, I set them up. He knocked them down, you know? left went home to bed very happy man um friday all right so i went home and I, I started to feel better um friday i uh i worked at the source right my favorite thing to do um i i rescinded 
because I only said it to Josh, my manager, I rescinded my resignation at the source and said, Hey man, if you want to keep me for like a couple days a week, if we can make that work, then, then maybe I'll stay. Um, and Friday went okay. It was actually a, a pretty, pretty short day overall. It seemed, um, things went good. The store was kind of busy. It, it wasn't horrible. Still lots of work. Um, but <coughs> it was, it really wasn't the worst day I had. It, it's never a good day there. If I could just say, but like I said, you could have a, you could have a perfect day where all you have to do is stand there. And then you turn around and you went, I just made like 70 bucks. And then you just want to, you know, it, it all comes rushing back to you why you hate it. But all in all, it wasn't a bad day. Um, I drove, uh, I, there was a show in Renfrew I was doing that night. Thank you very much to all the people who came out, uh, to see that show. Um, special shout out, of course, to my friend, Chris, who, uh, who brought his wife and all of his friends. Um, it was great to have everybody out there really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll give some, uh, some, you know, shout out names later on, but, uh, I got home basically from the, from work, showered, changed and, and headed, uh, you know, to the one hour drive out to Renfrew, really not even close to as far as I've driven for comedy. Uh, in terms of a one nighter, but you know, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely a, a bit of a drive. Um, and that's when, uh, that's when the waterworks came. Cause like I said, I'd had a, a whole, a whole week of not really having the lady around and things like that. And of course she was going to come, uh, come with me to that show. She, she knows Chris and his family. Um, you know, we've had opportunity to spend time together. So, um, unfortunately, uh, when I was speaking with Chris, I, I had to let him know that, um, you know, what had happened between Crystal and myself. Um, but, but regardless, that's, that's later into the evening. Um, for me, the drive there was just like, that's, that was like the first time I had kind of just alone with nothing to do, but, but stare at the road in the dark driving to, to the show. And, uh, and that's when the waterworks came guys still sick, just getting over the, the last hump, but still being sick, not feeling well. And just, you know, going to the show. I think the thing too, is a lot of the stuff in my act is about, um, about my relationship. That's one of the things that hurts too, is it just sort of changes. Um, it changes the authenticity of the act because I can't just start re reworking everything going, Oh, I'll just do a whole new act for tonight. Like the show is important. Um, looking forward to doing a good job, but it's just, just knowing that you're about to go tell these stories about, you know, the relationship you're in, the, you know, your partner, uh, the, the family dynamic, you know, how much you, you guys, you know, it, it's just, uh, to know that I'm going to go tell those jokes, like everything's okay. And it's not, it affects you. It also just affects how genuine, you know, your performance is. even though people wouldn't know and you go, ah, they're just jokes. Um, it's hard for you to sell something that's, that's a lie. You know what I mean? Anyways, I, I, I don't expect you guys to, to know, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. It's just, it's different. I'm up, I'm up stage talking about this, you know, my, 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 my girlfriend and how long we've been together and oh my God, it's, uh, uh, this, you know, the relationship and everything like that. And can you believe it? We have the goofiest sex life and yada, yada, yada. And, um, and it just, on the inside, I just know that it's, it's not there anymore. And, uh, yeah, time to write new jokes, guys. Time to write new jokes. But, uh, anyways, I, the show, the, the, the group there at, uh, Finnegan's in, uh, Renfrew, Brad, Emily, uh, and his staff, they did an amazing job. Guys, I gotta tell you that in terms of a bar getting a setup for stand-up comedy, right? They knocked it out of the fucking park. There was very few hiccups. I have not seen uh, a non-comedy venue get a setup so fucking right. Now I was there with them a couple months ago and we went over a ton of shit. Um, but most of the time you go, you can give them all the information. You go, 
I hope they do 40% of it. You know what I mean? Because at least then we could fine tweak and we got there. They did a fucking amazing job. Um, we did have one issue for the show. Um, basically, show show started at a good time. Everything was great. But we had one drunk chick in the front fucking row. Uh, it was her 30th birthday. She showed up three minutes into the show uh, and come right up to the front. Drunk, wouldn't shut up, kept yelling out. She got a, a horse for her birthday and she kept saying, my horse, I got a horse for my birthday. And then she'd get pissed off when we told her to just be quiet. Yes, thank you. Be quiet. Oh, and her name was Crystal too, right? That's that's helping. Because everyone would be like, oh, fuck, I know Crystal. People would like mention to me afterwards, like, I know Crystal. And then I go, what? What the fuck? And thinking, of course, of my Crystal. Um, and they're like, that girl in the front with the horse. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? They'd be like, sorry, like people would say sorry about Crystal. Like that's basically what they were coming up to me and saying, sorry about Crystal. And I'm like, well, how, who the fuck are you? How do you, and they go, well, like I would just, I would, I guess I didn't even, I don't even think I said a word. I think that just the look in my face was like, what the fuck? And they were like, you know, the girl in the front row. And I was like, oh, so that's, that's also the universe fucking with me. Universe is here for me, but it'll also show up to fuck with me at times too. So anyways, the, the, the show went well, despite the heckler. Um, Thank you to everyone who came out. Um, after the show, I did go back with my buddy Chris, his lovely wife Rebecca, sister Liz, Grace, and her boyfriend husband. I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name, and I, I apologize because, of course, he's the only person I forgot. But uh, but everyone was super cool. We went back to uh, to Chris's house afterwards, and uh, and played Dead of Winter, a uh, a board game that I had purchased uh, on uh, my family trip to Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Fuck. Everything's a reminder. God damn it. Anyways, we played, uh, played a board game. Chris is the one who started sending in the emails and now I play board games. I'm a big fucking nerd. That's my big confession this week, guys, is despite how much I try to fake it, despite the fact I try to be cool, you know, have a little bit of confidence and character to me at the end of the day, I'm just a fucking nerd who plays video games and plays board games now and masturbates probably more than that. And that's the fucking weird thing to say. I don't, I don't feel like I masturbate as much as I should, but I like comic book movies. I like comic books, even though I don't read them. You know, I've read them occasionally. You know, I think I'm just a big fucking nerd. You know, that's, that's what I dig. I dig, uh, sci-fi and fantasy stuff and anything that is not reality. I escape from reality as much as possible. But, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying anything fucking nerdy. I can't wait for the, uh, you know for me to get the hang of what the fuck podcasting is so I can kick off uh, comics talking comics. Oh, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, I love this. I love this as my outlet. Oh, so sorry. My throat is dry as hell and I don't know where it's coming from. It's just the coughing. I've been coughing nonstop. <laughs> ah, so that was my Friday night. We, uh, we played uh, dead of winter. I didn't, I didn't leave until like two in the morning. It's an hour drive. I got home super late and then I had to get up first thing in the morning on Saturday, remembrance day, right? Everybody super big holiday. Uh, businesses are closed except mine, right? The source. So we had a meeting at Rito center, right? Cause where would you want to go for anyone? Again, outside of my city has no idea, but the busiest, hardest, most expensive place to park and to get to and everything like that in my city. That's where we were having our mall first thing in the morning on a fucking holiday. It also happens to be like a block away from, um, our capital where everybody fucking goes on remembrance day to, to celebrate. Not really, but remember, and we're, we're having this staff meeting where, and I, I'll tell you guys this, I was probably the oldest person in the room 
So we've got the Rito Center Manager, the Rito Center uh, Center Assistant Manager. Yeah, that's right. They have an assistant manager. Um, their store is very, very nice. Um, you know, and they're sitting there and they're saying like, guys, I just got to remind everyone to please don't leave the keys out on the floor. And, and the way he describes it, there's all these magnet keys that that's the security at the source takes the magnet key and sticks it. Like they got all these posts in the store, very small posts, but they're metallic and sticks these keys up, up like at eye level on the posts where nothing is obstructed except for these keys there. So basically like the most irresponsible thing that you could do and in, in a completely non-concealed way, like, oh, is that the key that unlocks everything in the store? Just sticking out like a fucking flag on a pole. Kids are fucking idiots. And they're, they've got these other magnetic keys that are on like, kind of like, uh, I guess like little retractor strings and they're holding one end and they're swinging the other end around. Like this, what the manager says, he goes, I, I need to see people in the store not doing this anymore. And he's showing people just swinging around the fucking things. And I'm like, I go, I, I work with kids. Right, that was another, just, just like a whole, you're not supposed to be here, Josh. You got a, you got a bit of a work ethic. You know how to fucking help a customer. You know how to learn shit. You, you just, you, you're working with fucking kids. So they trained us on some really cool bell products and stuff like that. Um, you know, not super in depth. This a lot of it's what I knew from when I worked at bell before, but, um, there's something very cool called bell alt TV, um, which is really cheap. I would suggest anybody if you're already with bell, um, and you're thinking about maybe just like, ah, it would be nice to have a few, uh, few channels, uh, you know, just for the basic shit, uh, check it out. It's really cheap. It's called bell alt TV. Um, it's relatively new, but it's, it's growing very, very quickly. There's a lot of new stuff they're going to announce, but, um, check that out. That's a free plug for my stupid overlords at uh, bell. Um, what else happened while we were at that fucking meeting? Oh, so, um, remember it's day, of course, at 11 o'clock we stop, we, we show our respects. So here's what happened. When I worked at College Square, one of the guys I worked with was Malcolm. Malcolm wrote in uh, a few weeks back uh, with his, you know, top top few movies or whatever. Well, Malcolm went to Rito, and that's when when we went to Plasterlines. Malcolm went to Rito, and I just happened to be standing um, at a at a kiosk uh, in the store when there were the uh, the employees, you know, business cards were there, right? They they play grown up and they give out business cards. Um, <laughs> but uh, I saw Malcolm's business card, and I go, "Oh, here's Malcolm's card." And, um, and I just started doing what I do, which is usually something childish right next to the business cards were all these Sharpies and highlighters. So I began, um, drawing a penis on the back of Malcolm's business card. And as I'm drawing it, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing my thing and, uh, not drawing attention to myself, just drawing a penis on the back of a business card. And in that moment, the loudspeakers go off in the mall and they say, um, you know, begin to, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, show the moment of silence for remembrance day. And so everyone was quiet, myself included. And uh, it didn't occur to me because I'm an idiot, but I'm sitting there and just, I'm being very quiet, very respectful and continuing to draw this penis and then coloring it in with the pink highlighter and then taking the purple and blue highlighters to draw veins on this penis. And, uh, and all the while, not, not the slightest bit, like I'm not even aware, like, Hey man, like you're, you're just drawing a, a dick during the moment of silence on remembrance day. I was, <laughs> my head was sit there and my, like that, that was, that was what was the forefront of my mind was, you know, be quiet, show your respect. That's the one thing that you can do during remembrance day. And then it immediately occurs to me that while I'm being quiet and showing my respect, I am drawing a cock 
back business card. <clears throat> and as soon as I realized that, I started laughing. Um, not at that. Of course, anyone else would just seem that I was laughing at the whole being quiet during Remembrance Day. Because why not Josh, the big fucking asshole being disrespectful? I laughed at how stupid I am. How fucking ridiculous that even in a moment where I think that I'm being <laughs> calm and respectful, that I could be doing something completely asinine. And of course, the only thing that anyone would notice, it's like, oh, is that Josh drawing a dick? Anyone who's standing near me. So I think that describes, that describes me in the relationship. You know, I think I'm being respectful. I think I'm doing the right thing. And really, I'm just being a fucking idiot. Um, so I, I thought that was fucking ridiculous. And then I, and then I left, uh, after, after, uh, not long, I had to uh, go and open the plasterline store. Everyone else got to sit and uh, do the marvelous training. Uh, but I got to leave. Um, but I got stuck behind a parade. I got stuck behind a parade. So I, I was in the parking garage. You ever do that thing where you pay for your fucking parking, get in your car, go to leave. And, uh, it takes 25 minutes to leave. And so the grace period on when you paid for your ticket and when you stick in the machine is over. So you got to just abandon your car at the front and go find a parking attendant who has to manually open the thing. And as you're driving out, he, he like, and I mean, manually, like he, you know, that, what do you call it? The drawbridge thing? The little, the little stick that comes down and blocks your way, the barricade. He lifts it up with his hands manually, like pushing it up. And says, okay, go ahead. And as I start to drive, he drops it down and it hits my windshield. Now, nothing broke, nothing, nothing scratched, anything like that. But it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, slam. It was such a fucking piss off. Uh, so I get to my store. Um, the parade finally finishes, which is why we couldn't get out of the parking garage. Um, everyone's beeping and honking. I'm getting out of, like, no one understands what's going on. And I just go, relax, there's a parade, we're gonna go. Everyone's trying to go around someone like we're just not leaving, going for some reason. Um, you know. And I just said, relax, everybody, stop trying to get around everybody. The guy in front of me, because I was only the second person, right? I was almost ready to leave. There's only the second person waiting to escape this place. And the guy in front of me puts his, puts his thing in and it won't work. And I said, yeah, man, I told you, you're gonna have to go find somebody because when this clears up, it's gonna be too late, you know? And, uh, it's funny too, because when I was, when I paid for my parking and I started walking towards my car, I saw a parking attendant guy and just in my head, there was no parade. I wasn't aware of anything just in my head. I was, I was curious. I wonder, I go, well, I wonder how long you can have to fuck around. Like they got to give you some time. If you're a mother and you got to put a kid into a seat and put a stroller away and, and, and get out of the place I go, I go, how much, you know, I just figure that takes time, but it couldn't give you like half an hour. Cause then you just go pay it early, go to your one last store or whatever. I don't know the, the things that go through your brain when you're fucking neurotic and anxious. But it was just funny because like, I, like once I got stuck in line, I'm like, I, I never, never thought to ask that ever before I go, I asked today. Why? Cause obviously the guy goes 10 minutes, what he says, you got 10 minute grace period to leave. And I'm like, great. So I, I knew right away. I told the guy, listen, our 10 minutes are up. You're going to have to go find somebody. And he wouldn't go. And then finally he puts his thing in. Once the, the traffic clears, he puts his thing. In, it doesn't work. And he goes, oh shit. And I go, yeah, go find a guy. So he gets out of his car. Everyone around starts honking at him for getting out of his car. And I go, relax. I'm getting out of my car because people are fucking stupid. Like I was watching this. Everyone, the way the cars were, everyone could see this. They're coming at it from two different angles. So everyone could see what happened. We all saw the parade. We all saw this guy couldn't go. And nobody but me thought, oh, our grace period is going to end on this. Obviously, you can't just pay your ticket and sit in your car. And all the cars trying to go around each other, just making all the congestion worse. 
fucking people. Just take a minute and think. I, I trust in a lot of my podcast listeners, but we're all humans. I do fucking stupid shit all the time. Like I can, I can, on one hand, I can, I can turn a scenario over and understand what's going on. On the other hand, I can draw a dick during Remembrance Day and not think that there's anything wrong with that. You're just quietly being respectful while drawing a hairy dick on the back of a business card in a professional store. Um, someday I'll learn, right? Anyways, I went to work. Sucked. What? Yep. Sucked. Um, I was supposed to. So here's the thing. Um, the Lego Dimensions... Uh, hosting that I do for splash. Um, that was supposed to occur on remembrance day. Um, but of course the, that's one of those things I do, right? I get to talk with kids, make decent money for a very small amount of work that, you know, the stuff that I should be doing. And, um, and they were like, Oh, it's remembrance day. We should change the time instead of doing the nine to 12, which, which, which we usually do. They said, we're going to switch it to, uh, the next week. So I got an email saying, okay, I'm not on this weekend. I'm on the 18th. Um, well at one o'clock that day, I'm at the other store. I get a, a message from one of the guys at Cineplex saying, Hey man, uh, just so you know, uh, we're actually doing it from one to four or whatever. The parents were notified, whatever. And I go, uh, I was told it was next weekend, dude. I'm, I'm at work. And so, uh, long story short, I didn't end up doing that. And I spoke with my, uh, my team, uh, that, that hires me to do that shit. And, uh, and that was, that was the one. So we're not going to be doing one, uh, this coming weekend. So that, uh, particular contract thing is, is over for now, but that was a fun experience. So I do want to say thank you to them. Um, it was really cool being a host and getting to interview kids and, and see them playing games. Like that's, that feels pretty good when you're, where you're a young kid and you know, you're playing video games on the big screen at the theater and then you're talking and everybody can hear you and the speakers and everything like that. I had, a, I had a lot of fun doing that and I look forward to more stuff like that in the future. Um, and then Saturday night I went to, um, a store, uh, very close to, uh, my source job at Plaster Lanes called the Kessel run. And it was a board game store. Uh, I bought another uh, expansion for uh, dead of winter. Uh, cause I really enjoyed playing it with Chris on Friday. And, uh, what else? I, yeah, just, I, I asked some nerdy questions about, you know, board games. And of course it was like a league night there. So there was lots of fat guys with beards and glasses and smells and leather jackets. I don't, I got like nerds. The leather jacket is not a symbol of cool anymore. All right. I don't really know that it ever was, <laughs> but just these nerds walking around with their greasy hair and their leather jackets, you know? I, I don't know what to say to them. I look at them and I go, dude, nobody, it's not fooling anybody. Plus it doesn't breathe well, you know, put on a, put on a fucking hockey Jersey or something like that. You know, pretend that you're into athletics, you know, what, what are you trying to say with a fucking leather jacket? Anyways. So they were cool. Uh, very, very, uh, nice at the, uh, the Kessel run bonus points. If you know what that reference is, uh, uh, of, but, um, anyways, yeah, I had a, I had a, a good time chatting with those guys came home. Um, I think I, I can't remember what I watched on Saturday night. I, I watched some shit on the, on Netflix and I really, for the life of me, I got to start making these notes on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Rather than, uh, before I write the podcast, trying to remember what I did all week. Um, I need to start doing them on a daily basis. Be like, this is what I did today. Boop, boop, boop. And then I can choose what I want to talk about. It's not all going to be gold, but at least I won't forget you know, events, but, uh, but Saturday was a very, very busy day. Um, and, uh, and ended with me just staring at the TV and being happy. 
That wasn't all though. Sunday morning, another source staff meeting, this time at Plaster Lanes. And, uh, and I wasn't working either. So drove all the way out there. Boring, boring, boring. Um, it was so funny cause the meeting was all like, here's what we're going to be expecting everyone coming into, uh, the holiday season. We're going to be expecting everyone to, uh, make sure all the tags are printed all the time. Uh, make sure every customer is greeted and talked to about home services. Uh, make sure that we are, we're, you know, we're selling, uh, lots of uh, toys and things. It was like uh, mind numbing guys. Congratulations to every last one of you who is a successful human being with skills and talents that you may never have to set foot into retail again. No, I love shopping at Christmas. I fucking hate being in retail at Christmas. So I did that meeting, did my usual Sunday thing, right? Run errands. And, uh, and then Sunday night was, uh, Jason Lawrence, my roommate, the owner of absolute comedy, his 50th birthday roast. So, um, I hosted that at absolute comedy. The reason I didn't mention it last week is because, uh, Jason, uh, was not aware it was a surprise roast. So if I put it in the podcast and, uh, and he heard it by chance, um, the, the jig would be up, but, uh, so yeah, we did his birthday roast for him on Sunday night at absolute comedy. Uh, lots of comics came. It was a, uh, it was a great time. Uh, they shit on Jason. They shit on me a lot. Uh, cause I was the host of course. Um, yeah, a fun evening, uh, a good time. I mean, I I'd love to say a lot. They bought Jason's colorblind. That's something that I, I want to mention Jason's colorblind and they bought him, um, a set of glasses. I didn't know this, but they were like 600 bucks. Um, I saw a video, uh, not too long ago about, uh, a guy who's colorblind and they bought him these glasses that, that open up the spectrums for him somehow. Uh, and he's like crying and he's never seen colors and blah, 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 blah. Um, like I get it. I don't mean to dismiss it, but it was like, okay, yeah, it's great content. It's amazing. I'm like, we should get those for Jay. Um, and, uh, so when at the end of the show, they, they gave him his gift, he opened it up and it was this pair of glasses. Um, and, uh, and he was just like, oh my God, oh my God. But then I, I asked him afterwards, I go, so was it great? And he goes, he goes, no, I, I, he goes, I can't really see a difference. He goes, but they're sunglasses. And he goes, and we're in, we're in the club and it's nighttime. So I can't really see around. All I can see is the, the, the absolute comedy sign, which got a giant spotlight on it. So, um, I've heard that he's since tried them and it, it doesn't really show much, you know, like, I mean, it was a cloudy day the next day outside and they're like, I didn't see much, but someone was like, yeah, but it was a cloudy day. I'm like, well, if it really only shows you colors when the sun is out and stuff like that, I mean, it's kind of very expensive to have a you know, glasses that only work in perfect conditions. And again, are you going to carry these things around with you all the time? Just waiting for the perfect conditions? Probably not. But, uh, but it was a really cool concept as a gift. Um, you know, they had, uh, they had food and snacks and they decorated the club downstairs. Jason was kind enough to give everyone in attendance, uh, some drink tickets. I did not make use of, um, you know, like I'm still fighting a cold and, uh, and trying to, you know, feel better. <clears throat> so stay away from the booze for anyone who doesn't know drink when you're sick. You're just going to make yourself worse. You beat the shit out of your immune system. So that was, uh, that was a fun time. And then, uh, my brother and his wife, uh, they both, you know, are, are friends of, uh, of the owner. Um, Aaron used to work there. So, uh, he came out to that event. And then afterwards I, uh, I went back to, uh, my brother's place with my friend Dave, who was also in attendance. And, um, we played, uh, we played mansions of madness, another board game, but it works with like uh, the iPad and stuff. I won't go into it too much. I had a great time. His iPad died. We didn't get to finish the game. Um, I was tired, but it was a nice, um, it was nice to, to see my brother and hang out with him for a little bit. 
Um, like I said, it's just, um, with everything that happened, uh, with the relationship, um, it's, it's nice to have people I care about around, um, you know, missing that lady, missing her a lot guys. You know, if I could just do another public service announcement, like I said, uh, you know, if you got somebody in your life that you care about, sometimes it feels like they're always going to be there. And, uh, you know, it takes work. It takes effort. If there's something that, that you guys have been, you know, meaning to clear the air on or whatever, just, uh, just do it respectfully, of course, but, but always treat that person. Ah, fuck. Shut up, Josh. Um, like I, I know I'm not full of shit, but I'm like, like <laughs> all you in relationships right now, you going to take advice from the guy who's not, I don't think so. I wouldn't, you know, let me let the homeless guy tell me what it takes to be successful. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, that was Sunday night, Monday. I went to Staples cause I got all these new board games and they got like this, these paper things that came with them and I don't want them to get ripped up or, or something spilled on them. So I took them to Staples to get them laminated like a fucking loser, uh, or nerd, you know, not just love nerd. I am a nerd. Um, I went to work at the source cause I hate my life. And then, uh, and then after working, went back to that Kessel run store. Those guys were cool. Bought another version of the, the dead of winter. Cause there's uh, other versions, I guess. And, uh, and then I went back to Staples to pick up my laminated nerdy fucking board game stuff. And, uh, and it was funny when I got there, I felt like one of the things was lost. So get this. This is, this is why I say all this stuff. Not that I figure you guys would be interested in any of that shit in the slightest, but just to be able to tell the story that, that coincides. So I dropped off my stuff that morning. That was Monday, yesterday, in the morning at Staples to get laminated. Okay. I come back at the end of the day and then I, and I had a feeling that one of the things was missing. Um, player cards. There's, uh, it's supposed to be an 11 player game. There was only 10 player cards and I could have sworn with the other person I had counted out 11. Um, but maybe it was just my brain trying to, to connect the dots, make that number 11 because of 11 players. Anyways. So. I go to, uh, to Kessel right after work, buy another game, bring it there to pick up the stuff I got laminated and to drop off some new stuff. So I get to Staples and I can't find that, that 11th card. And I said, Hey man, I have a feeling that there's an 11th card here. So I start Googling online just to double check and see if there is in fact 11 cards. I get this feeling that maybe I'm wrong and I can't find it. I don't really know what to look for either. Cause again, I'm, I'm not really, I'm new to the whole board gaming thing and there's probably nerd there's gotta be nerd resources out there. So anyways, I remember one of the guys at Staples had seen me perform before. That's, I mean, I'm trying to give them credit for this, but it could just be the fact that he saw me perform and, and for some reason thinks I'm <laughs> more important than I actually am. Um, but he's like, uh, you know, Hey, did you, are they all the same Would it? Would it have been like this, this card? And I go, yeah. And he goes, it's laminated. Let me see what I can do. So this guy jumps on one of the computers at Staples and starts scanning, um, starts scanning the, 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 the card, you know, trying to see, and he starts adjusting the colors. He's scanning the back of, he's trying to see if he can scan it so he can print it so he can laminate me an 11th card. Um, meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I could probably call the Kessel run store and ask them to just look at the back of the box. Everything's listed on the back of the box. Unfortunately, I bought their last copy of the thing and didn't have it with me. It was at home as some stuff I dropped off before. Um, 
and I'm, 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 I'm calling them. I go, I'm, when I'm on the phone with the guy, I go, hey, man, I was just there and I bought some stuff. I was just wondering if you look at the box. I go, I just realized the box is at home. I bought your last copy the other day. I, I don't have it. And he goes, well, let me see what I can do, what I can do for you. So he's looking things up online. He's like, I didn't find it here. So I got this guy from the board game stores on the phone. I've got the guy from Staples who turned out to be the manager. Okay. He's on the computer scanning and, and changing the color tone to make it look good and then printing it off. The guy on the phone at the board game store is actually on a website. He's, he's creating, I swear to God, he is creating an account on the website that he's on so that he can access the information. And I'm just like, this is fucking unbelievable. Again, I got all these great people who are doing super nice things for me. And then eventually the dude on the phone figures out, oh no, it only has 10 cards. It only has 10. You have all your cards. It was one of the things I, I immediately yelled at the guy on the computer. I go, dude, it was only 10. I, I, you guys didn't lose one. I just miscounted. I'm so sorry. The guy was super nice. And I was like, no worries. I go, I just, I can't, I can't believe how many of you guys are going out of your way to resolve this for me. And here's the thing, adults. You know, nerds, sure, working at Staples, print shop, whatever, working at a fucking board game store, don't give a fuck, but they were adults. And these were not guys who were like, no, I don't know, sorry, and fucking hang up. These guys were like, hey, man, let me see if I can help you. You know what I mean? Same same as my ass in, in the source. I'm like, my customers come in, they still get the best that I can possibly do. I don't like to send anybody out the door without... Um, a, some form of solution. Like if I don't have what you're looking for, or I can't do what it is you need me to do, I want to at least be able to point you in the right direction so that you're not just getting me shrugging. All my coworkers for the most part, don't give a fuck. They're kids. Why would they give a fuck? The, the idea of empathy is not something that's even taught anymore. It's taught in the wrong way. Empathy now is if you say something that could be offensive to someone and you yell at the person, yell, 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 um, and shame them. And then, then you go, that was me empathizing for someone else. I made this person feel bad because they got something about somebody else wrong. Anyways, blah, 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 wine, wine, wine. Um, I just want to say, um, those guys fucking killed it for me. Uh, Jay at Kessel run and I'm, and I, I, the manager guy didn't have his name tag on. Um, and I, and I, I didn't ask, I should have asked, but, uh, the manager at Staples on Maryville, fucking amazing dude. Uh, and Jay at Kessel run, I can't believe made an account, created a fucking account on a website so he can get me the information. You know, that's, that's above and beyond. And then on, and really guys, at the end of the day, I'm sure a lot of you don't give a fuck or, you know, you're like, yeah, it's what you're supposed to like. That's, that's the, the, the sad state of affairs. That is the way it should be. If you work for a company, they're paying you money to take care of their customers you, to an extent, of course, but the idea to just give a fuck, if you have a couple minutes and there's nothing pressing, then be like, let me help that person. Cause I can tell you right now, I'm loyal as fuck to both of those places. Do you know what I mean? I was already loyal to, to the staples. That was the story I went to, right? You guys told you guys the story last week. Well, how much more am I loyal? You know, I'm going to go there for everything because I know that I go there. These people give a fuck and they take care of me. And while I was, you know, while that guy was scanning shit or whatever, the other kid working there laminated the stuff that I had brought in then, and he did it right away. So he actually had it ready for me before I left. So rather than dropping off some new stuff and having to come back again, while they're trying to put out this other fire for me, this guy's getting the other job done to save me a trip back. Like unbelievable experience. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like a, a pet peeve or anything like that. It's just me telling you guys the story of hey, every now and again, uh, you know, people give a fuck and, and like I said, come together. It was such a nerd squad and the fucking board game guy on the phone. It's just, it's, it's hysterical to me. And, <laughs> I, I just, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for all the people who've been helpful. Um, and thank you universe, I guess for just maybe, maybe it's just because it knows I'm a fucking injured puppy right now. And I need my, my nerdy board game stuff to distract me from the, 
from the loss of my best friend. You know, I'm trying to, it's not, it's not funny. I'm trying to make it funny. It's not funny. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was the week so far. It's, uh, it's Monday or no, it's Tuesday. It's always fucking Tuesday. You know, that was my night. I came out last night and I took my dog to the vet this morning. Today, my day has been kind of uneventful. Uh, I took my dog to the vet to get his rabies shots and stuff. I took my mom out for breakfast because she's off and, uh, and I was, uh, I was also off and of course alone. So I, I, um, I thought I'd take my mom out buy her breakfast like a good son. Then I went to Costco and I bought a bunch of Christmas stuff, Christmas, uh, gift wrap, uh, not, not gift wrap. Um, the fuck do you call it? Tissue paper that you stick in gift, big gift bags. You know, I would, I'm going to post some of the fucking Christmas things that I wrap. I love wrapping presents at Christmas. Um, I don't know. It just feels creative. Like I said, any, any kind of like small creative tasks I really enjoy doing. So I'll post some pictures later into the season. I have nothing to wrap yet, but it came out and, uh, and Costco had it. It was all, you know, later in the season, Costco's got limited stuff. They got what's left. Well, I buy early. God damn it. So I bought my gift tags, I bought my fucking bows and ribbons. And I bought my, uh, tissue gift wrap, gift bag, paper, whatever the fuck it is, tissue paper. Um, and then came home and got ready for the podcast, you know? Um, so that was, uh, that was my weekend review guys, uh, 53 minutes on the fucking weekend review. Um, thank you for listening to it. <laughs> um, and of course, like I, like I said, I, I did have people messaging me and, and, and talking to me. Um, I'm still working on losing weight right now. It's, I'm trying to get the schedule put together just in terms of like, like I said, the, the, the source it, it's going to end. I, I talked to Josh about, um, you know, um, working two or three shifts a week. Um, but unfortunately it's, you know, they're so strict about, you know, Hey, you have to give us this many hours and you have to give us a two weeks notice on everything. And, you know, and now the, the, the workloads are picking up more and more and more, whatever you've heard all this, you've heard all this. I don't need to go into it. Um, just unhappy. And I think that I keep expecting this job to, um, get better. I keep expecting something to happen to make it all worth it. Um, Part of me, maybe just this week went in and decided I would stay only because it's a pleasant distraction from, you know, the, the breakup, uh, life's a funny thing, right? We don't, who knows why we do things. All I know is that this does, this job does not make me happy and it feels like a big waste of my time. Um, I would much rather be, you know, writing and, and especially now that I said like the material needs to change. I can't keep talking about what I'm talking about because it's going to eat me, eat me up on the inside. So I gotta, I gotta free some shit up, start losing weight. You know, maybe I'll just, uh, do the Uber driving. That way I can go to the gym, spend some time with, uh, with friends and, and family, you know, work on the, uh, the inside stuff, make myself a little happier, you know, and, uh, and go from there. Um, <laughs> Jason came home the other day. I was going to say, like, I, I got a little, like I said, a little section of what I'm working on, what I'm watching, what I'm listening, what I'm reading. And, um, Jason came home the other day and suggested a show on Netflix called this is us. He goes, Oh, I watched it the other day. And fuck, he goes, that's it. That's it. This is, this is what he says to me. Now he, he still doesn't know that, that, uh, Crystal and I are broken up, but, uh, but he comes and he goes, he goes, that's a, that's a fucking show. You got to watch it with your girlfriend. God damn it. I watched it the other day. I fucking bawled my eyes out. Bawled my fucking I go, This is us on Netflix. And, uh, so I would, I would like to check that out. I, I think, I don't know. Maybe it just needs to fucking squeeze all the feelings out of me. You know, I don't know if anyone's watched it. Um, I'll wait, I'll wait for anybody to message me and say, don't fucking watch it. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to depress the shit out of you or someone go, ah, you know what? It's sweet and, and take a look. So 
I know that's something that I'm thinking of checking out. Crystal watches it. She watched it and she said that she really enjoyed it. Um, I got outlets like, you know, video games and things like that. And, and I know that Crystal, when she's, you know, at the end of her day, she watches stuff. So there's a lot of shows that sometimes she watches that I haven't seen. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is us is apparently very heart wrenching and, um, you know, I figure, uh, I figure I'll watch it. Um, I think that's about it for now, guys. I think maybe we get into the sponsor section of the show. Um, I, uh, of course, as always, I'm going to be reading from my partners at portablepress.com, the bathroom reader Institute. I read on last week's episode from their 30th anniversary edition, which is called old faithful. It's available in stores. Now. Um, I strongly recommend that you guys pick that up. It's a, it's a great price. Like I said, I got mine at, uh, at Costco. They send me them occasionally, but I, uh, I, I like to have them, especially when they're new. Um, so I picked that one up, but I also ordered, um, I also ordered the, uh, the first ever uncle John's bathroom reader, which is just called uncle John's bathroom reader. Um, that's all it was. It was about a third of the size. And I figured since it was their 30th anniversary and I just got the very first one, why not? Uh, you know, last week I read from the 30th. Why don't I read from the very first one this week? Very first bathroom reader. And, uh, and the article that I picked out is right at the beginning of the book. It's not the first one, uh, but it's right near the beginning and it's called bathroom lore. Okay. And it says, it seems appropriate to begin this volume with a little background on the room. You're probably sitting in right now. Well, I'm not, um, the first bathroom, the idea of a separate room for the disposal of bodily waste goes back at least 10,000 years to 8,000 BC on Orkney, an Island off the coast of Scotland. I think I said that right. Orkney, uh, Island off the coast of Scotland. The inhabitants combined stone huts with a drainage system that carried the waste directly into a nearby stream. The first sophisticated plumbing bathtubs dated back to 2000 BC have been found on the Island of Crete, uh, where there's also evidence of the first flush toilet. Considering they were built almost 4,000 years ago, the similarity to modern baths is startling around 1500 BC elite Egyptians had hot and cold running water. It came into their homes through a system of copper tubing or pipes. The first social bathing. The ancient Romans took their bathing seriously, building a public, uh, sorry, building public facilities wherever they settled, including London. The more elaborate of these including, uh, included massage salons, food and wine gardens, uh, exercise rooms, and at least one case, a public library. Co-ed bathing was not uncommon nor frowned upon. And then back to filth as Christianity became increasingly powerful techniques of plumbing and waste disposal and cleanliness in general were forgotten. Only in monasteries was this knowledge preserved. For hundreds of years, people in Europe basically stopped washing their bodies, in large part because nudity, even for reasons of health or hygiene, was regarded as sinful by the church. In some cases, a reverence for dirt arose in its place. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi, for example, believed dirtiness was an insignia of holiness. Upper-class citizens tried to cover up the inevitable body odors and clothes and perfume, sorry, with clothes and perfume, but the rest of the population suffered with the rank smells of filth. Uh, chamber pots and street etiquette. Until the early 1800s, Europeans relieved themselves in chamber pots, outhouses, streets, alleys, and anywhere else they happened to feel like it. It was also so, sorry, it was so common to relieve oneself in public that people were concerned about how to behave if they noticed acquaintances urinating or defecating on the streets. Proper etiquette, act like you don't see them. 
Uh, chamber pots were used at night or when it was too cold to go outside. Their contents were supposed to be picked up once a day by a waste man who carted their community's leavings to a public cesspool. But frequently the chamber pot was uh, surreptitiously dumped at night, which made it dangerous to go strolling in the evening. Blech. Oh, you just stepped in a puddle. Um, disease and change. The lack of bathing took an enormous toll on the European public uh, population of the Middle Ages. Um, as epidemics caused by unsanitary living conditions became matter of fact. But in the 1830s, a London outbreak of cholera, a disease the English believed could only be contracted by inferior races, finally convinced the English government to put its power behind public sanitation. Over the next 50 years, the British constructed major new public facilities that set the pace for the rest of the world. The modern flush toilet. The modern flush toilet was invented by an Englishman named Alexander Cumming in 1775. Cumming's toilet emptied directly into a pipe, which then carried the undesirable matter to a cesspool. Uh, other toilets had done this too, but Cumming's major improvement was the addition of a, a stink trap that kept water in the pipe and thus blocked odor. Um, and then the next section, Thomas Crapper. Um, I read the name and laughed because I'm five years old. Um, it is widely believed that an Englishman named Thomas Crapper invented the toilet. Not true. That was a hoax is what it says here. That's not my words. Um, and, and rightly so Thomas Crapper, you know, it would be too funny for it, for it to be called Thomas, you know, for him to be called Thomas Crapper, but I still uh, think the name is hysterical. And I think anyone who calls it a crapper, um, <laughs> like I'm just trying to imagine the person. Oh yeah. I gotta go to the crapper there. I'm like that guy is the valedictorian of, of whatever social group he's in or the shitter or whatever. Just, just, I go to the shitter. I'm like, good for you. Good for you, sir. Uh, head for the John in the mid 19 or sorry, in the mid 1500s in England, a chamber pot was referred to as a Jake. A hundred years later, it became a John or cousin John in the mid 1800s. It was also dubbed a Joe. That still may not be the source of the term John uh, for the bathroom. It may date to the 1920s when men's and ladies' rooms became common in public places. They were also referred to as Johns and Janes, presumably after John and Jane Doe. The term potty comes from the pint-sized chamber pot for kids. Of course, built for children, right, back then? Bathrooms. The bathroom we know with a combination toilet and bath that didn't exist until the 1850s and then only for the rich until then the term bathroom, which came into use in the 1820s or 1830s meant literally a room with a bathtub in it. A few American firsts first American hotel with indoor modern bathrooms, the Tremont house in Boston, 1880s first toilet in the white house, 1825 installed for Sir John Quincy Adams, leading to a, a new slang term for toilet, a Quincy first city with mo modern waterworks, Philadelphia in 1820 first city with a modern sewage system, Boston, 1823, the first toilet paper toilet paper was introduced in America in 1857 as a package of loose sheets but it was too much like the paper Americans already used the Sears catalog. It flopped in 1879. An Englishman named Walter Alcock created the first perforated rolls of toilet paper. He couldn't sell them in 1880. Things got rolling. Philadelphia's Scott brothers saw the potential for a product that would constantly have to be replaced and introduced Waldorf tissue later Scott tissue. 
which was discreetly sold in plain brown wrappers. The timing was right. There were enough bathrooms to make them a success. And that's the bathroom lore, guys. And of course, the running feet at the bottom of the page, the little added uh, pieces of trivia there, is the first shopping center was built in Baltimore in 1896. About 10 billion cigarettes are produced annually throughout the world. And of course, that was from uh, 1987, these notes, right? So 10 billion cigarettes um, produced annually. I'm sure it's infinitely more than that now. And finally, every day, people around the world drink more than 300 million Cokes. Again, this is 1987. I'm sure those numbers have gone up. And that was my partners at Portable Press. Uncle John's bathroom readers. That was from the very first one, guys. Now only available in uh, places like Amazon and stuff like that if you're looking for the very, very, very first one. So um, thank you, as always, to my sponsors at PortablePress.com. I look forward to... um, I look forward to uh, many more, you know, many happy returns. Um, they were, you know, they were great right out of the gate guys with, uh, with their information clearly. Um, and now of course my next sponsors, absolute comedy and Summersby. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on just for laughs, Netflix, comedy central, CBC's, the debaters, Jimmy Kimmel live, Conan, the Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And one more other thing to add. One more time, a happy birthday to Absolute Comedy Club owner Jason Lawrence. Happy 50th birthday. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And the Summersby Semi-Dry I did uh, receive last week, and uh, and after I was feeling better, um, I had an opportunity to try one. I, I like it. I mean, I, I was never a, a one of those people who was like, I think Summersby is too sweet. But for any of you who've tried it and said, you know what, this is too sweet, they've definitely uh, definitely nailed it with the Summersby Semi-Dry. So be sure to check that out. I'm so sorry. I'm drinking coffee here. Um, coming up this week. Oh, I can tell you, coming up immediately after this podcast, um, I'm going to see Blade Runner. It's Tuesday. It's cheap movie night. It is uh, currently nine. Uh, let me just click on this thing here. It's uh, 12 after nine. The show is at nine 45. So I better get my fucking buns going. Um, 
And I also have my phone on uh, airplane mode. So my, you know, Dave is probably going, dude, are you coming? Are you coming? I haven't heard from you. Are we going? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. And, and actually, believe it or not this week, I have very little shit coming up. I have no shows. Um, you know, I will be at that fucking place during the day that I hate going to. Um, but this weekend I get to spend a night with Brody. Um, you know, again, Crystal and I are not together, but, uh, you know, there's no, no animosity and I still get to see those kids that I love very much. So I'm going to spend a, a night with Brody. We're going to play some video games or whatever the fuck it is that we're going to do, but I'm going to have fun with that kid. Um, this weekend, um, justice league comes out. So maybe, maybe he and I will go see that, see how he feels. But I can tell you guys this, I will see it at some point this weekend. And, uh, my, my sponsors, DK books, uh, were kind enough to send me the justice league ultimate guide that they have. And I will be reviewing that on next week's podcast. I apologize with the illness. And then of course, playing catch up at work and of course, everything else going on. Um, my, uh, my time, I, I did a little healing. So I did not get an opportunity to read uh, the book. I, I have flipped through it before. I am excited to read it, but uh, rather than give it a, giving it a last minute flip through and half-assed review, I love my sponsors and my partners, um, all of them, uh, and of course the ones at DK as well, and I want to make sure that I give them uh, the full attention that that book deserves. So I will be reading it this week, and... Um, and I'll review that next week. But just so you guys know, if any of you are excited, it is on uh, shelves at bookstores now. So DK, everything they do, um, whatever subject they pick, they fucking knock out of the park. Um, I actually bought one of their books today. They have an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, animals book that they've partnered with the Smithsonian uh, to, to do. And uh, it, it's fucking outstanding. And it's and it's half price at Costco, you know, right now. So um Anyways, I will, I will read that book, but if you guys are big justice league fans, if you guys are excited for the movies, um, you know, or, or if you're, you want to see the movie, but you really don't really know that much about the justice league. All I can say is, uh, this book will give you a ton of information and I will give it a proper review. I will review justice league, the movie, and I will review, uh, the ultimate justice league guide from my sponsors at DK books. Of course that stands for Dorling Kindersley. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing uh, this week. I'm hanging out with Brody, uh, my buddy Jimmy. I will be doing an electrical, small little electrical job with him Saturday night. And then uh, next week, by the time I record the podcast, or at least by the time it airs for you guys, um, I will have started again doing the PlayStation VR with, uh, you know, the company Splash that I love. You know, they take good care of me. They pay me well. They just want me to go out there and be me. No price tags, you know, no, no fucking computer systems that nobody knows just hey man see this virtual reality thing put it on someone's head and make their day you know make them smile regardless of their life and what they've gone through no judging them josh just put it on their head and make them smile and i can live with that 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 makes me infinitely happier than the fucking crap garbage they do now so I'm um, looking forward to that. Of course, guys, I just have one email this week from my friend Dave, who is probably trying to get a hold of me right now uh, for said movie. Um, I'll tell you guys, I guess, about Blade Runner next week, too. I probably have to watch the original again. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But um, I'm bitching about the job all the time, which has inspired the one email this week from uh, my friend Dave. And of course, guys, if you want to send an email in about anything, right, if you guys have a hobby that you're into and me with my fucking addictive personality and, and neuroses, you know, Hey Josh, I'm really into collecting fucking butterflies, you know, well, send me an email and who knows in a month from now, I'll probably be talking about how I went to a goddamn terrarium or wherever the fuck planetarium that no, that's not it either. Where the fuck they keep butterflies. I think terrarium is obviously closer than planetarium, but some sort of indoor fucking bird feeder where they keep butterflies. And I'll probably be all about it. Cause you'll send me pictures and you'll make it fascinating. And I'm, I'm a fucking sucker for all, for all anything. Uh, 
Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'm just laughing at myself, guys. I'm ridiculous. It was a, it was a good week. I was a good consumer this week. I was buying things to fill the hole. Uh, Dave writes, <laughs> Hey Josh, just wanted to share the shittiest job of my life. Thankfully it was only for two months as I waited for another job offer to go through at a glamorous minimum wage. Yours truly was a telephone scientific studies survey telemarketer. Basically the entire job was to cold call people eating dinner and get them to do a 10 to 30 minute survey. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Luckily, I was using the job to train myself to overcome objections since no one ever wants to do a 30-minute survey, uh, survey, and all the while required to speak in a monotone as to not influence their responses. Um, I found a lot of success in tricking people into thinking they know you, so I would begin a lot of residential calls by saying, hey, it's Dave calling, and then I would wait three to five seconds of awkward silence as the target would be mulling over which Dave to attach to this strange voice and number. It was a really tough job since you're basically calling people to interrupt their dinner with most people starting their shift at 5 p.m. So I assume most people, as in your coworkers, starting their shifts at 5. I'm not proud of shaming people into taking the survey, though it was really successful. For example, there was one survey on a pedestrian safety and raised intersection. I would often ask my uh, callers or whatever if they could spare three to eight minutes to, to help save a life in their own community. Some would object and I would press the issue. You can't spare five minutes to help save a life in your own city. Often finishing with lines like, if you can't help a neighbor, who can you help? Or this information could potentially save a life within your own family. Absolutely brutal shit. Uh, so please, if you still own a home phone, spare the five minutes and help make those workers' life, lives a bit easier. We might just remove your name from the calling list. Oh, and please don't just mash the keypad. We are humans as well. Um, thanks for your email, Dave. <laughs> I know you don't do that shit anymore, but that's fucking stuff. If you guys know Dave, he will totally embellish shit like that too. Like I'm not saying his email is embellished. I mean like you can't you can't spare five minutes to save a life. It could be you could can't save a life in your own community. And it's like you know how interested are you in fucking in, in crosswalks and stuff like that. Um thanks for writing in, buddy. In case one last time, guys, contact at one manpodcast.com if you want to share anything. You know, warn me about this is us. There's some shows that you're watching, some shit that you're interested in. Maybe the shittiest job that you've ever had. Why not? Right? We've done bucket lists, we've done would you rathers, we've done pet peeves. Why not shitty jobs? Why not tell me the fucking job you hate the most? And I would be happy to read it. It'll make me feel like I'm not just the only fucking idiot. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, you know I love you. Uh, and I hope that uh, it didn't just come across as me bitching. I'm, I'm tired of being sick. I'm uh, a little heartbroken, and I know I'm going back to that goddamn store. Things are going to clear up, though. Grace, guys, right? Snow's coming. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>